Welcome to another PA Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Nichols, alongside my co-host, Jason Gottesman, the spokesman for the House Republican Caucus here in Pennsylvania. Jason, this week we uh, are recovering from the budget negotiations, and boy, were they some unexpectedly tense negotiations this year, considering how much money we had to play with. Can you give us a rundown of what happened this year, you know, what we're spending on, what we're saving for, and, and how this all looks? Well, I think, uh, you know, you're right, and I think we need to take a step back and look at why things, despite having all of this money in uh, from the federal government, why things were, were so tense. And that's because um, Democrats, led by House Democrats here and championed by Tom Wolf, uh, had an initial plan to spend all that money uh, uh, all at once. So about $10 billion, they wanted to just push out and spend on what they said were one-time programs. Now, I've never heard of a program that just started once and then went away. Um, you know, usually once you start programs, you have to keep them going. So, uh, you know, essentially they wanted to start new programs, uh, have recurring revenue uh, spent towards them, and um, use all of this federal money uh, all in this year. Um, well, you know, you, you can thank your House Republicans uh, for uh, making sure that that didn't happen and that we can secure our fiscal future. We put aside uh, about seven billion, seven billion billion with a B, uh, of that money for future years. Uh, it's about two and a half billion in the rainy day fund, four and a half billion in what we call lockbox uh, to be used in future fiscal years, uh, and this ensures that despite the federal government having mortgaged the uh, future and financial uh, future of our grandchildren, that uh, we are at least using that money prudently that Pennsylvania has this year uh, in the future years as well to make sure we don't need to go back to taxpayers for more of their hard-earned money to balance uh, state programs. And we're really learning the lessons from the past, which includes uh, what happened in 2008 when uh, Ed Randell wanted to use all of that federal money in one year, uh, and then Tom Corbett came in, guess what, that money wasn't here, and all of a sudden it was Tom Corbett cuts a billion dollars from education, which I think uh, a very liberal opinion editor once called uh, the, uh, the 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 a long debunked myth of Tom Corbett. So. Um you know, we wanted to make sure that we were uh, we were prudent with this money. Uh, this bu- this budget uh, kept spending growth in line, about two and a half percent spending growth uh, over last year. When you uh, when you look at at, at total dollars, um, there's no new taxes, which is great because the governor proposed billions and billions and billions of new taxes in his budget address in February, and uh, we were able to secure a lot of really good wins, not only in this budget for Pennsylvanians, like 282 million dollars for Pennsylvania nursing homes. Uh, over $270 million for transportation projects, $300 million for public schools, K-12, through an additional $100 million uh, in education spread across pre-K, special education, uh, career and technical schools. Um, it's, a, it's a really good budget, a lot of things that we're really excited about. Uh, it kept spending in line, no new taxes, uh, and most importantly, we are now set up for future years uh, to take on whatever economic uncertainty remains uh, from recovery from this pandemic, knowing that we're probably done with receiving federal money and we're fully prepared to keep uh, these budgets balanced uh, with no new taxes, uh, looking forward in the next couple of years, regardless of of what happens. So I think we're in a very good shape. It was a very good budget. Uh, You know, it was carried, uh, you know, Republicans carried it by ourselves. We got Democrat votes, but we didn't need them. And uh, it was signed by the governor here recently. And uh, it's uh, it's glad to be done here on July 1st, uh, the start of a new fiscal year starts today, and uh, we can uh, begin the 2021-2022 fiscal year off on a good foot. 
And that is a true rarity, A, that we're done on time, but B, also that we have a fairly good idea of how we're moving forward and where, where our revenue is going to be when we uh, face these problems again in the future. The next thing we'd like to talk about, though, is a, a, a move that the governor did not put his signature to, and that is the election reform legislation that we worked for months to craft and pass. And uh, from my understanding, the governor seemed to be amenable to a lot of what was going on there, but he turned around and vetoed this. Uh, where does that leave us? Yeah, the governor uh, keeps on coming up with different reasons why he did not like House Bill 1300, the Pennsylvania Voting Rights Protection Act. Uh, he did veto that bill yesterday, um, and his rationale keeps getting stranger and stranger for why he didn't do that. First, he said he would not agree with any voter ID, and then he said that the voter ID requirements in the bill were just not the most reasonable ones that he's seen. So very strange. Uh, you know, Look, this is what happens when the governor does not spend one single minute of his time trying to engage with Republican lawmakers on this bill. Clearly, there was some sort of middle ground that could have been found, uh, but he did not want to engage with us on that. And we tried desperately to get his buy-in, to get his feedback, to uh, engage with him in a serious and sub sub substantive way on that legislation, uh, because really our election code is broken. It's outdated. It, it's in severe need of repair. And, uh, you know, we have these chronic election issues that in small election, in smaller election years, or, or you know, like this year we had uh, a municipal election primary which has very low voter turnout, still had problems. But in big presidential years, those problems, those chronic issues are exacerbated into major issues uh, that breed distrust, breed a lack of confidence in our election processes, and getting that stuff taken care of, including making sure that the asks of the county commissioners are included in this legislation for additional pre-canvassing time, more realistic timelines with absentee ballot return dates, uh, stuff like that, all very important to make sure that we regain trust in our elections, as well as making sure that we we are modernized not only in terms of the technology we're using, but also providing things like early in-person voting and having greater accessibility provisions for handicapped voters, elderly voters, uh, you know, people who want to uh, be able to ensure that their vote counts by making sure that that it's not watered down by uh, election irregularities or fraud or uh, any sort of of, uh, of malfeasance at the polls. So it's uh, you know it's a, it's it's it was a good bill. It did improve uh, you know and, and provide for uh, the protection of voting rights through accessibility, modernization, and security. It's a product that I think uh, House Republicans and Senate Republicans uh, remain, pr remain proud of. And uh, I know it's something that was very disappointing that the governor vetoed yesterday, uh, despite the fact that he did not literally spend one single minute of his time actually talking about it with anybody in the legislature to try to find a compromise, when clearly there was one out there to be found. And, of course, the rumor is is that some of the pieces in, that were part of this bill may rear their heads again as uh, some form of constitutional change where we could go around the governor to enact the will of the people and let them vote on it. Um, it, it this clearly doesn't seem to be a dead issue. Well, in terms of voter ID, the Senate has already moved a constitutional amendment over to our chamber. And, you know, Chairman Grove, uh, who chairs our House State Government Committee, which would have jurisdiction over that legislation, has expressed his willingness now to move around, move, move on that 
legislation and go around the governor. Uh, um, look, it's it's incredibly difficult to deal with a governor who does not want to deal with you, even though we've tried to do that. Um, you take into account something else that uh, was a big priority of Speaker Cutler, which was the Bureau of Election Audits uh, within the Auditor General, and the governor line item vetoed that provision of the fiscal code, despite having agreed to it, uh, you know, ahead, ahead of time as part of the budget process. You know, it just goes to show that the governor has no interest in, in working with Republicans on elections, and even on a broader sense that he can't be trusted to make deals with the legislature on these issues in which uh, become politically tricky for him. I mean, he's he's a lame duck, um, you know, and, and he's, he's, you know, try, instead of trying to secure his legacy and trying to work with Republicans to make Pennsylvania a better place in his last two years, it's shown that he will take partisan swipes of his pen, uh, veto legislation, uh, and, and stand in the way of Republicans trying to move this commonwealth forward. And that's just not something that we're going to stand for. We're going to find every avenue we can to, um, you know, work either around him or work with a such overwhelming number of members of our chamber and both chambers that, that we're going to be able to get things done. Because, um, you know, we're not the party of no, that's the other side. We're the party of yes. We want to move this commonwealth forward. We're for lifting people up, not shutting people down. Uh, we're for, for helping small businesses and people living the American dream, uh, not for unilateral executive power and, um, you know, long, uh, un- unnecessary uh, economic, uh, economic shutdown. So, look, that's what we're for. We're for uh, the people of Pennsylvania. The governor's for saying no, and there's a huge difference there. This has been the PA Policy Podcast. Tune in for more on PA House Podcasts.